Hello, and welcome to Small Black Birds. I'm AJ. And in this episode, you will hear how an entire industry exists to track your phone wherever it goes and profits by selling that information to anyone who has the cash to buy it. It's no secret our phones and apps keep tabs on where we go and what we do. How else would your phone's GPS guide you to the doctor's office or your Fitbit count your steps? But the same technology that makes our phones and other electronic devices so convenient is also tracking our movements and sharing that information with dozens of companies who sell it on the open market. The location data business flies under the radar with many of its major players preferring to keep its collection methods out of sight. But as the technology evolves, Location tracking is becoming so precise that it can reveal a lot about you, including where you live, your daily routine, and the people you meet. It also can be used by the police to see what protests or community events you attended. As more people learn about how they are under constant surveillance by their devices, they are starting to demand more control over who gets access to their personal information. We need to identify the problem. And the central problem with smartphone use today is you have no idea what the hell it's doing at any given time. Like the phone has the screen off. You don't know what it's connected to. You don't know how frequently it's doing it. In February 2020, it was revealed that the Trump administration had purchased access to a database that maps the movements of millions of phones as part of its immigration and border enforcement strategy. One month later, White House officials reportedly were in discussion with Facebook and Google about using cell phone location data to track the spread of the coronavirus. In both cases, the information the government sought to use was not coming from the people who owned the phones or even traditional phone companies like AT&T or Verizon. Instead, it was provided by mysterious third parties commonly described as location data companies. Turns out, dozens of such companies track the movements of millions of people by collecting and analyzing location data sent from phones and apps to cell phone towers and other network sensors. By design, our devices are constantly searching out the nearest cell towers to let them know they are nearby. But the information being captured goes beyond just where you go. Certain apps on your phone take screenshots and share image and video data, sometimes with or without your consent. In 2018, a family in Oregon unknowingly had a private conversation of theirs recorded by Amazon's Alexa that was forwarded to their contacts. And in early 2021, Spotify was granted a patent for an always-on system that will record its listeners' conversations. There is a growing awareness that our data is being harvested and sold as marketing analysis to advertisers, real estate investors, and other third parties. But in the wrong hands, this data can be used to steal your identity or map out your daily routine. And few truly understand how often your phone is communicating with these third parties, spilling the beans on where you go and who you met, and tracking you even when the phone is turned off. 
The thing with shutting your phone off that is a risk is how do you know your phone's actually turned off? When I was in Geneva, for example, uh, working for the CIA, we would all carry like drug dealer phones, old dumb phones, they're not smartphones. Uh, and the reason why was just because you could take the battery out. And the one beautiful thing about technology is if there's no electricity in it, so if there's no battery connected to it, it's not sending anything because you have to get power from somewhere. But now your phones are all sealed, right? You can't take the batteries out. So there are potential ways that you can hack a phone where it appears to be off, but it's not actually off. It's just pretending to be off. Whereas in fact, it's still listening in and doing all this stuff. The voice you heard belongs to the whistleblower Edward Snowden. In 2013, while working as a government contractor, Snowden revealed that the U.S. government secretly collected and stored data from millions of Americans' telephone calls and text messages. Before the release, most Americans had no idea their information was being vacuumed up in bulk by the government. Snowden's disclosure hit like a tsunami, wiping away years of official lies and layers of secrecy that kept hidden the government's massive trove of user information. The reporting on Snowden's revelations was so monumental, it received the Pulitzer Prize in 2014 and contributed to legislative reforms to help protect Americans' constitutional rights and privacy. Being tracked by our phones, many people feel, is the price we pay for living in modern times. It's not uncommon to hear someone say they have nothing to hide or that the loss of privacy is worth the convenience our phones and other devices provide. But those same people might be surprised to hear that, depending on the number of apps installed, a phone may send location data thousands of times every day. Some apps share as many as 200 individually time-stamped location data points in a 12-hour period, creating a precise record of your movements that can be used to map out your actions and relationships. Whenever you're carrying a phone, there's a record of your presence at that place that is being made and created by companies. It does not need to be kept forever. And in fact, there's no good argument for it to be kept forever, but these companies see that as valuable information, right? This is the whole big data problem that we're running into. And all this uh, information that used to be ephemeral, right? Where were you when you were eight years old? Um, where were you? Where'd you go after you had a bad breakup? You know, who'd you spend the night with? Who'd you call after? All this information used to be ephemeral, meaning it disappeared, right? Like, like the morning dew, it would be gone. No one would remember it. But now these things are stored. Now these things are saved. It doesn't matter whether you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't matter whether you're the most ordinary person uh, on earth, because that's how bulk collection, which is the government's euphemism for mass surveillance, works. They simply collect it all in advance in hopes that one day it will become useful. And that was just talking about how you connect to the phone network. That's not talking about all those apps on your phone that are contacting the network even more frequently. Companies like Apple and Google, who built the popular platforms and operating systems that run our phones and other tech, don't want you to know how often your phone is tracking you. Apple, which makes a big deal about its privacy features, and to be fair, is more secure than Android devices, has built a system that lets third parties do all the tracking. And no matter how much Apple CEO Tim Cook boasts about his product security features or decries privacy abuses by his competitors, he hasn't changed his company's policies to stop your data from being collected or sold. 
And this is the problem with the data collection use today, is there is an industry that is built on keeping this invisible. Uh, and what we need to do is we need to make the activities of uh, our devices, whether it's a phone, whether it's a computer, whatever, more visible and understandable to the average person and then give them control over it. So like if you could see your phone right now and at the very center of it is a little green icon that's your you know, handset or it's a picture of your face, whatever. And then you see all these little spokes coming off of it. That's every app that is active on your phone right now and all of the hosts that it's connecting to. And you can see right now, once every three seconds, your phone is checking into Facebook and you could just poke that app and then boom, it's not talking to Facebook anymore. Facebook's not allowed. Facebook's speaking privileges have been revoked, right? You would do that. We would all do that. If there was a button on your phone that said, do what I want, but not spy on me, you would press that button, right? That button does not exist right now. And both Google and Apple, unfortunately, neither of them allow that button to exist. Location data collection is happening all the time. Computers, cars, wearable fitness tech on your wrist, and many other internet-enabled devices can also generate information that is collected and analyzed by location data companies. In 2018, the U.S. military identified a national security risk when it learned that active service members' digital fitness trackers were sharing details about their workouts with location data companies that included their exact locations at or near secret military bases around the world. But the problem is not limited to some chatty Fitbits. Popular apps like Maps, Weather, and Instagram ask for permission to track your phone's location. And if you want to use those services, then you must give them the okay. But when you accept the terms and conditions, not only are you agreeing to let third parties collect your data, but you are also consenting to future uses that you can't even predict. Because this information is potentially worth billions, there is no shortage of buyers who want to get their hands on your data. Each year, more and more companies are building detailed user profiles of each of us based on the thousands of data points collected from our phones so that they can monetize our interests and behavior. The story of our lifetimes is how intentionally, by design, a number of institutions, both governmental and corporate, uh, realized it was in their mutual interest to conceal their data collection activities, to increase the breadth and depth of their sensor networks that were uh, sort of spread out through society. This was intentionally concealed from us, right? The government did it, they used classification. Companies did it, uh, they intentionally didn't talk about it, they denied these things were going. They, they said, uh, you agreed to this, and you didn't agree to nothing like this. I'm, I'm sorry. They go, we put that terms of service page up, and, and you click that. You clicked a button that said, I agree, because you were trying to open an account so you could talk to your friends. You were trying to get driving directions. You were trying to get an email account. You weren't trying to agree to some 600-page legal form that even if you read, you wouldn't understand. And it doesn't matter even if you did understand, because one of the very first paragraphs in it said, this agreement can be changed at any time unilaterally without your consent by the company. They have built a legal paradigm that presumes records collected about us do not belong to us. This is sort of one of the core principles on which mass surveillance from the government's perspective in the United States is legal. The government says everything they do is legal, right? And they go, so it's fine. Our perspective as a public should be, 
Well, that's actually the problem, because this isn't okay. The scandal isn't how they're breaking the law. The scandal is that they don't have to break the law. Several states have recognized the enormity of the problem and have begun regulating how location data is collected, shared, and sold. In California, a recently passed privacy law gives users the right to ask which third parties are getting access to their data and the ability to choose not to have their information sold. With the threat of more states taking action, Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple have all started to allow users to better manage the privacy settings on their phones and other devices. Privacy experts say the best way to stop your phone from tracking you is to turn its location services off. While this might not be practical for apps that require your location, such as Waze or Google Maps, there are probably other apps on your phone you haven't used in a while, or games that ask for but don't need access to your device's cameras and photos, that still collect and share your data. Changing your device's privacy settings and turning those apps off won't make you invisible to location data companies, but it will give you more control over who has access to your information. And the fact that we read story after story, year after year, saying all your data has been breached here, uh, this company's spying on you here, this company's manipulating your purchases or your search results, or they're hiding these things from your timeline, or they're influencing you or manipulating you in all of these different ways, that happens as a result of a single problem. And that problem is an inequality of available information. They can see everything about you, they can see everything about what your device is doing, and they can do whatever they want with your device. You, on the other hand, owned the device. Well, rather, you paid for the device. But increasingly, these corporations own it. Increasingly, these governments own it. And increasingly, we are living in a world where we do all the work, right? We pay all the taxes, we pay all the costs, but we own less and less. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to this entire episode because it's an important topic that's easy to tune out. But I was inspired to do this episode after listening to Evan Greer's new song called Surveillance Capitalism, which uh, sort of combines an indie pop beat with a sharp message about how corporations spy on us and profit from it. Evan is an activist with a great group called Fight for the Future, who are leading the campaign against Spotify's creepy new uh, spying technology. And we hope that Spotify will listen to the concerns raised in the song and not to our private conversations. Did I get this story right? Let me know at smallblackbirdspodcast at gmail.com. Want to protect your right to protest? Visit rightsanddissent.org. Stay safe and talk with you soon. Please don't dominate the rap track. We got nothing new to say. F you, please don't back up the check. This train is got I don't know, but I've been told I
got to 